Welcome to this month's edition of Things You Should Know to Make Your Business Grow. Hi, I'm Mark Magnaka, the founder and CEO of Giximo, and I also joined by our COO, uh, Siwan Ren today. Siwan, would you like to say hello? Hello, everyone, uh, to all our listeners and our uh, viewers. So today we'd like to continue talking about international expansion, which uh, for those who've been following us, uh, we're always talking about how do business succeed in new markets. And that's critical for any business in the world today. And we're very fortunate. We have a very special guest who has a lot of experience with us on this topic. Uh, this is a very special edition as not only it's a podcast, but it's also a video, video interview, as you will see, uh, without absolutely stunning imagery. So, uh, Siwan, why don't you introduce our guest today, please? Thank you. Uh, this month, we have uh, our very special guest, uh, a board member and a deputy manager, uh, Laurie Law from Zigong uh, Haitian Culture Co. Limited, also known as Haitian Lantern. We're very, uh, they're based in China, and uh, Laurie is in charge of global business uh, of the company. So, welcome, Laurie. Hi, everyone. Thank you, Mark and Suyuan, for having me today. Uh, thank you. Great for you to be here. And I, I think, you know, it, it, it's interesting when people move from cultures and around the world, sometimes the deeper meaning of what is talked about in the local language is lost in the international uh, translation. As many firms have found when they've gone to China, they think they have a good name and it doesn't necessarily work in China or doesn't explain all that they do. So a Haitian Lantern Company, I mean, this is a really exciting uh, business that you are in. So for most of our uh, listeners, what you have to think of is sound and light shows. And, you know, China has this wonderful history, uh, 5,000 years of civilization. And these are some of the great things that come out of it. So when you talk about lanterns with a Chinese company, okay, you are talking to the gurus and the originators of what we now refer a lot to as uh, sound and light shows. We'd really like to learn from uh, you, Lori, a little bit more about Haitian and Lantern festivals and some just some background on how you got to where you are today. Thank you, Mark. Haitian was established in 1998, and our headquarter is based in Zigong City the birthplace of Chinese Lantern. Chinese Lantern Festival has a history of thousands of years and is an intangible culture heritage. There are tens of thousands of lantern craftsmen in Zigong. China's largest lantern show is also held every year here, attracting millions of people. Haitian is a leading enterprise in Chinese lantern industry and the unique listed cooperation in lantern field. Haitian has been leading the development of Chinese lantern for more than 20 years and has continuously promoted Chinese lantern show to the world. We have held over 100 lantern exhibitions in more than 60 countries and regions. Wow. It's, uh, it, first of all, so you are the authentic lantern company coming from the home of lanterns within China, right? So there, of course, we all have competitors in different fields, but we've got the real lantern company from the authentic home in China. So that's absolutely wonderful. And then you said 
you've you've held these shows in over 60 countries it's almost easier to list the countries who haven't seen the light and recognize the opportunity than it is but you've covered why don't you name some of the countries that you think most of our listeners would be familiar with because you seem to have been in all the all the places you need to be all the different countries sure. do you have a favorite country you've been to <laughs> Uh, I I love them all. <laughs> yeah, Haitian uh, has developed developed rapidly in Chinese domestic market for the first several years. In two thousand five, we held first overseas exhibition in Singapore, and then spread on almost all continents. Our main markets are North America, uh, USA, Canada. Uh, by the way, we, um, we organized the Lantern Festival in New York City for the first time. Uh, European wow. countries, uh, including UK, Netherlands, Germany, France, Denmark, Lithuania, Poland, Russian, extra, wow. um, Japan, and South Korea, uh, the Middle East, uh, such as UAE and Saudi Arabia, uh, New Zealand, and other countries. Um, and uh, we have also done cultural exchange projects in different countries. Wow, I mean, when you list all those countries, that is one of the most diverse range of countries and cultures showing the real fundamental appeal of uh, the lanterns or the sound and light shows that you create because those countries are as, as diverse as you could ask and you've got a truly international product. So we, we talked to many companies about international expansion, uh, but you, you're, you're a global benchmark. So in terms of a company doing international expansions, some of that you, you've obviously had some challenges along the way because none of us come from our home markets and into a new market and everything goes smoothly. Uh, can you talk about some of the challenges in the international expansion that you've been leading for uh, the company over the past few years? Oh, sure. Uh, yes. Like you said, it's not easy to carry out large-scale exhibition overseas. In every country, we have to follow the local exhibition standards, um, electrical requirements, uh, operation specifications, and so on. We have to do a lot of um, adaptive work. Most importantly, we should make the exhibition meet the authentic preferences of local target audiences. Their happiness right. is the most important thing. See, that, that's what makes great customer-centric companies because you're focused on the, the experience of the visitors, which is wonderful. And I think something we should mention is these are not small shows. Can you give an idea of, of the scale in terms of the, the landmass or the space required to host uh, what, one of your shows? I mean, we've all seen Chinese lanterns at different times in our lives, but what you bring together is really spectacular. It's almost Disney World size, right? You need a large space to run one of your shows. Um, basically, we uh, normally um, cooperate with um, some zoos, um, botanic garden, uh, theme park, uh, they have, um, we, we need almost uh, a 10 um, foot square um, areas to make our show. So it's, uh, um, 
it's it's really needs a large scale of uh, of venue so it's not what we imagined a small lanterns hanging on the roof for it's really a spectacular uh, lighting shows and um, um, like where you go into a botanical garden or a manor house with a huge uh, um, uh, uh, gardens, uh, a couple of acre uh, of land, and that's where you see the magic of the lanterns. Yeah, you're right. Great. And what are some of the venues, uh, if, if you don't mind, that you've been? So we've talked about different countries and cities like New York City, uh, but are there some special places that you've held your lantern festival that our viewers and audience would recognize? Um, we we normally uh, cooperate with um, zoo and the botanic garden. Um, um, we have a special um, place, uh, city field, um, basketball uh, field. Oh wow! Yeah, famous one. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, a large space. Uh, but it's yes. um, but we prefer uh, some kind of uh, uh, venue have a large um, grass. Uh, spaces. Well, I'm from Canada originally, so uh -huh. I'm sure there's a lot of opportunity in Canada because there's a lot of space that's empty. Yeah. So yeah. I'm sure there could be a lot of lot of shows. So what's your? You've explained about making sure you understand what the guest, the visitor experience is, and that's what you focus on. What What's your biggest takeaway, as we say? from business development and international operations all these years? Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I feel very lucky to have a good team to work together and have the opportunities to bring Chinese Lantern Show um, integrated with joy and happiness to the world. Uh, in the meantime, I met friends in the global event industry. Um, it's fantastic to be immersed into cultures and uh, creativities from all over the world. And we gain a lot from, from this. Yes, we, we all gain a lot from that international experience and cooperation. Yes. And, uh, you know, that's something exciting about, uh, about uh, your product uh, in particular. What about small businesses when they don't have large resources like you have uh, with your firm, maybe back in the early days, you didn't have so much. What's your advice to them about expanding internationally? Uh, I think resources and the business opportunities are a process of um, accumulation. We also started from the first overseas show. So the key is seize the opportunity and take the courage to start. Uh, other important thing is we value the customer experience of each show and continue to communicate many successful cases and the professional partners. In this process, we also continue to cooperate with international professional consulting institutions like you to seek more resources. Well, uh, thank you for mentioning us. We're we certainly appreciate that. And, but I think, you know, a couple of other things that you said were really important were you do case studies. So you can tell your story and show to different people, here's the different ways we've done this in the past. But what was really important is the first thing you said is, well, we learn. 
So whenever we do an event, we learn from it to get better the next time. And that is, that is so true because you can't be in over 60 countries like you've been without always learning, trying to get better, trying to make the visitor experience better. Obviously, that's a big part of your success. In it. And that's great learnings for a company of any, any size. Uh, so thank you for sharing that. Yeah. You know, uh, sorry, Siwan? Before that, uh, I think um, um, there are also two key things, uh, Laura, you mentioned, uh, jumped out to me. Um, one is the courage. Uh, we see a lot of uh, uh, business, they have the ambition to uh, operate or try to go into the international market. However, mm -hmm. they there is a lot of unknown for uh, a small to medium sized businesses. And partly these unknowns discourage them to try. And the I think the courage is very important. If you don't try, you you will never uh, uh, succeed. That's one thing that I, I think uh, uh, Laurie mentioned is quite important for uh, uh, our audience. And the second thing she mentioned um, is the customer experience. Um, because uh, uh, talking about culture, uh, obviously the culture in, uh, uh, in China is very different from the culture in Europe, in North America, in GCC. And what I see uh, Hai Tian Lantern is very much focused on how to make the, the, the local audience experience, having the best experience of the, uh, of, of the show and, and targeting the custom experience and what customer uh, uh, like is very key uh, to uh, uh, international expansion. And of course, she has mentioned uh, the uh, collaboration with local people. That's another key uh, area that um, uh, I, I feel that's quite important that Laurie mentioned. So let's come back to talk about culture and storytelling. Mm -hmm. Okay, now, uh, Siwan can talk about this, obviously, more than I can, but when you look at the history of the world, you know, Chinese civilization, you know, it's 5,000 years, you have Egyptian civilization, but that's not what it was in the days of the Pharaoh, there's not that continuity. So we all know that the Lantern Festival has a strong cultural heritage. And sometimes it's very intriguing to people to see something from a different culture, but sometimes it's not so easy for them to accept or integrate that experience into their own uh, celebration and enjoyment. But you've done that with lantern festivals in many, many countries. You know, we've heard the list from Saudi Arabia to America, completely different cultures, but you've been able to tailor that experience uh, for them. Can you tell us a, a little bit about how all that comes together? Oh, yeah. Mm, the Lantern Show uh, is a magical family event and a form of cross-culture uh, activities. Uh, people in both East and West like to travel and uh, watch lanterns at night. In the East, uh, people have a traditional watching lanterns for thousands of years. Uh, there would be a lantern show in many big cities in China. 
uh, during spring festival currently. Um, so uh, in the West, uh, Christmas also has a custom of lighting up and there are many light outings. Nature is a kind of um, sculpture art, uh, which can be um, customized and uh, uh, reflects any theme and form. Therefore, um, before triggering the design process, we always invite local designers to bring their preferred ideas, um, combining the aesthetics of local people so as to continuously expand, expand the latter exhibition to more countries. So that's the key, I think. Yes, absolutely. And I think one thing you, you mentioned was you talked about the fundamental importance of light to humans around the world, right? So yeah. we all interpret light different ways in our culture, okay? And we experience in nature with the Northern lights, for example, so, you know, humans are predisposed to see light and think, oh, that's, that's warm, that's welcoming, that's exciting because lightness means hope, right? Yeah. As opposed yeah. to darkness yeah. doesn't. So when mm -hmm. you're running your shows, I can only imagine the first time somebody sees a lantern show on the scale that you do. I'm sure there's so many people who saw something when they're very young and that experience has stayed with them forever as so mm -hmm. powerful and that's obviously why there's greater and greater demand for uh, your, your, your lantern festival. So they, the, the lanterns tell a story uh, themselves, Siwan. Yeah, and I think um, um, what uh, uh, Laurie said is really important uh, in terms of taking the key or common element of the light in different culture um, because as Chinese, I had uh, before the conversation or even before uh, have, uh, working uh, with Laurie many years ago, it yeah. is a uh, kind of um, a, a dilemma all the time uh, in a way that how do we actually bring one culture to other cultures? As Mark mentioned earlier, uh, when you introduce a new culture in, uh, in a different country, sometimes people are very in, in, uh, intrigued about it, but sometimes uh, people feel it's, it's something very strange. So obviously, uh, Lantern Festival is, uh, has a strong heritage in China. And my question was, um, how do we bring that, that culture to a different uh, 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 country for people to to learn about it. But what I, I think what um, Haitian Lantern uh, have done really well is instead of introduce the culture culture, they introduce they focus on what the light make people happy, yes. make the audience happy. And that is the key thing that is common in any different culture. And Haitian Lantern is not afraid of tailor the culture and make that local, uh, localize that, that element in different country so that, uh, that they can provide the best experience for the local customers. So that we are not really taking culture as a product to say you need to like our culture but creating a new culture 
with the common key element of the lantern across the world. And I think that's the best thing when we introduce our products or services, whatever the product and services uh, uh, we are introducing to a different culture. And we need to tailor that to the local market and really focus on what are the customers in the local market really buy into what I'm offering, whether it's a product or whether it's a, a service. And I think it's because of this uh, focusing on the core thing, but able to tailor that to the local market, that makes Haitian Lantern so successful. And that makes uh, Haitian Lantern uh, uh, to be able to launch such spectacular lighting shows and light, uh, lantern festivals across so many countries. Yeah, I can't agree more. And so you, you need to make Chinese lantern festival to their own light festival. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Very well said. So why don't you tell us, Laurie, about some of the shows coming, coming this winter? I think you've got a number of different productions going on around the world. Obviously, there's one in the United Kingdom. Okay, uh, we all know uh, it is still a difficult time for event industry this winter. Um, but in cultural activities and gradually recovered in some countries. So this winter, uh, we will hold lantern festivals in Manchester City, uh, Western Midland in UK, uh, Dubai, uh, Niagara Falls City in Canada, two cities in the Netherlands, uh, Spain and Lithuania and so on. Among them, West Midland Safari Parks exhibition will be held on the 22nd of this month. And Dubai's exhibition will be held on the 1st of November. Welcome all. Well, fantastic. Yes, that's, that's, that's fantastic. We have a team member, uh, Gig CMO, who's in, in Dubai. Uh, in the region, and she has it to to go look at the show in the UAE that you're running shortly. I mean, that's yeah. that's really uh, really exciting, and shows how much is going on. It also shows what a successful business, as somebody said, "Let there be light, and there's light." Uh, <laughs> it also shows what a successful business uh, you've created because you're able to run these across uh, different continents. So that is that is really exciting. And your team at home must be so excited because they get a chance to wake up every day. I love this about our business. You get international markets. You know, if things aren't, the weather's not good at home where you are, you might be dealing with a market like the UAE that's absolutely beautiful and sunny at this time. So yeah. you always have that international perspective in your business, which is great. So if a venue wanted to host a Lantern Festival, what are really the requirements in the operation model? Can you tell us a little bit about that? Of course, you're not going to give us your secret sauce and recipe for success, but can you give some of the broad parameters in case some of our listeners wanted to speak to you about this, what they should do or what their expectations should be? Sure, uh, thanks for the opportunity. Uh, the Lantern Show has mm, brought good attendance and revenue to our previous partners. Uh, many exhibitions, uh, have been held for many years in the same venue, uh, and the attendance is still great. 
uh, generally speaking, those um, botanic gardens, uh, manors, um, and uh, theme parks, uh, and treatment parks uh, with large green areas, ponds, and the trials of more than one mile are suitable for lantern festival. The partner shall have professional operation and PR teams, per perfect in supporting facilities and the stable visitors flow. We have, normally we have two um, cooperation models. The first one is the ticket sharing models. We provide lanterns send team to install and maintain on site. And the partners are responsible for marketing and the operation extra. Um, the other operation model is that the uh, owner on the venue purchase the relevant services of the lantern show from us. So two models, the sharing model and the purchase model. Great. So you're you're very flexible. Obviously, you've 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 worked and you know potential uh, partners with you have have two different models to work with. So you make it very easy for people to business with you, which is another key factor of success. Uh, mm -hmm. Siwan, would you like to add anything else? I think um, um, it, this is very exciting. Uh, obviously, uh, we are supporting Haitian uh, Lantern. Uh, under uh, our sister company, uh, McNacken Associates, which is a deliverable uh, capability uh, under Gig CMO. So uh, obviously we're supporting you uh, delivering the uh, West Midland Safari Park Lantern Festival. Yes. And it's very exciting. To, to, to summarize what you said uh, earlier, I think there are two, a few things that's really key. Uh, one is really looking at uh, local market, the customer experience, and really tailor uh, to their uh, uh, needs and wants and to deliver to their expectations. Um, obviously, uh, as I mentioned earlier, the Lantern Festival is very core heritage for the Chinese people, but Haitian Lantern is able to identify the core of the core and adapt that to different culture and create the local culture and bring that uh, the joy to uh, uh, individuals and the families around the world. And that is a true uh, adaptation to uh, different markets. And I think that is a key point for international expansion. And the second uh, point that you mentioned um, is to work with local partners. Um, and because local partners have the uh, on the ground experience and the knowledge, and they know uh, local customers better than than you do and they are able to provide advice uh, to you to create that experience and you mentioned that um, working with local designers and that is quite important to use them to create the story uh, uh, of your lantern to create that experience uh, for uh, uh, for the local customers. Um, and, and what I really like 
uh, you, you mentioned is the word courage. And without the courage, um, you are not, a, you wouldn't have, you wouldn't be able to uh, uh, now exhibiting in over 60 countries. And I could imagine that how difficult that was when you first launched your international uh, festival in Singapore. And in our inf uh, informal chat, you mentioned that uh, your uh, exhibitions has grown in Dubai, uh, starting from a very small test run uh, years ago in Dubai, now it has become one of the key activities uh, uh, in winter. And without courage, without continuous learning, the accumulative learning, um, you wouldn't uh, uh, come to uh, this far. So that's a really, really good experience that you have shared with us. It's very invaluable. Thank you. Yes, thank you very much. Uh, we've had a great conversation today. There's a famous phrase or sentence that many people will know, but I'm going to paraphrase it because I think it perfectly sums, sums this up. And Hei Tian Lantard said, let there be what light, and there was light 